Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GE podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's action. We've got um, all county football league action, two finals in Division Two and Division Three, and semi final in Division One, semi final replay in Division One, as well as a relegation playoff in Division One. Um, to look ahead to all the action, delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt. We'll also be uh, looking at the appointment of, of Larry Riley as the under-20 manager. I suppose that's as good a place to start as, as any. Um, Larry coming in with a, a very good backroom team as well there. Kevin McDonald, Danny Brady, Andy McGovern, Declan um, Farrell from, from Templeport as well. So it's a it's a really good setup. I was making the appointment, the, the point earlier on, somebody was asking me about it. If there's a player that was ever excited Cavan supporters, there's probably two or three of them, but two of them, Jason Riley and Larry was the other one. When Larry got the ball, bums come off seats, you know, you got up because there was something exciting. So he's definitely going to have that inspirational factor when he when he gets in as the under-20 manager. Yeah, well, look, he was a great player, no doubt about that, and a, a really, really exciting player, a really talented player as well. So, um, yeah, I think he's put together a, great, a good, strong backroom team there as well, and from what I was told, the, the interviews were were of an exceptionally good standard, and it was the whole thing was conducted very professionally. So there was there was a lot of interest there, um, and Larry won the gig. He also had Keelan Manana Finford and Brian Donahue uh, as well on the night, and they had assembled the backrooms and all that. So, uh, I was talking to Larry on Tuesday, um, and just got a few quotes off him, and he just basically said, "Look, there's there's no shortage of good footballers in Cavan, and we're going to." Look at the club championships. Try and assemble the best panel we can, and and uh, you know, take it away from there. Maybe September, October, really get stuck into it. So, um, best of luck to them. Hopefully, hopefully now they'll carry on the good work that we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, well, f- f- finger crossed. Um, I think they'll be, they'll they'll not be found wanting anyway for for desire and effort to to go and do it, and a lot of experience, as you said there. Um, I, I suppose having having done my three years, um. I I do want to do I want to actually thank the backroom team and and I just want to name them all out if if people don't mind indulging me for a few minutes because these people put in a, a phenomenal effort over three years to try to to improve the fortunes of Cavan football and develop these these young lads coming through and and a lot of them it's funny when you list it down a lot of them have gone on to 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 go on to a county senior squad already. Um, that have gone through the hands, but um, look at it, I want to, I want to thank Mark McKeever firstly there all three years with me as as head coach and selector, and Peter McGinty as goalkeeping coach, 
and selector. Um, Jack Brady and Chris Conroy came in um, in the tour year there at Nina's finishing coach and skills coach, and they were a huge addition to the team, put in a massive amount of work as well. Um, Aidan Smith from, from Mullahorn as coordinator and, and Ryan Tully as player liaison, they, they were constantly on the phone to me all day every day um, just getting solving problems for, for us and the under-20s and making sure everything was running smoothly Kean McCabe there as equipment manager great great lad great enthusiasm and, and a great um, addition around the place Jim Kernan who done op- opposition analysis and, and um, stats composition an absolute wizard like the, the stuff he could find out on, on opposition and the, the clips he was able to put together and how he could compile all the information that was given from our stats team and and make them into something that would show a chart to say, well, we're making progress here or we're dipping off. His his ability on Excel was was second to none. Um the stats team themselves, Kieran Dennehy was was the main man pious there, but Brian, Brian McDonald and Phelan as well, obviously helping out. Um, they were exceptional. It was a great, great team there to have all those um stats put in. In in year one, Park Dolan was in with me as a selector. Um, he stepped away, but was always there to help out um every year after when needed. And Terry Highland as as an advisor and, and as a as a sounding board for, for ideas and stuff, you know, was a great help to me. Andre Quinn, obviously. Um, the head of athletic development there, Aegon Fox was in with him helping in year three, but the 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 athletic development, the strength and conditioning work that's going on there and and continues to go on, thankfully, was just absolutely brilliant. So thanks to them. Um Leah McDermott, who was our physio this year, Killian Riley and, and, and Adam he slipped on other years, but Lee in, in year three there, great addition, young clonus woman. Um so she was she was a huge, huge help. But um, put in some unbelievable amount of work to try to get lads uh, ready for, for big games and, and for every game so the level of care that she produced for the players was 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 just absolutely brilliant um, Patricia and all the all the staff in the kitchen they'd be, they'd be sick of me having the food warmed up on me coming late in with training sessions running a little bit late but they were always great fun and, and what they produced in the kitchen was absolutely class and Andy McAvoy and all of the ground staff very accommodating um, anytime that we, we needed anything at all or or were running late or getting there early or whatever the case may be they were always great never never complaining about it um, the county board in fairness in general overall were, were, were good a great help there they, um, and the, the most important ones of all I suppose the players the players over three years gave a huge amount of time and commitment and and really bought into what we were trying to do and and hopefully they came away as as better players from um the last three years but um look at there was a huge amount of people put in a huge amount of effort and I didn't want it to to go by without them being recognized for all that they've done because it's not a it's not a simple thing to take on it's not a, a small time commitment it's a big big time commitment that you have to do to be involved with that and i think it's important that they're they're recognized for the work that they do and, and the level of expertise that they brought to the cabin on the 20s so uh just wanted to make sure that all them boys were were and and women were were um recognized for all that they've done so Fair play to you, Damien, um, on, on everything you did. People listening to this um, probably won't realise the amount of hours and time that went into it. Uh, I, I have an idea of the amount of hours and time that you put into it and the effort you put into it. And, it, you know, it's like to say about boxing, 
you should never criticize a boxer because it takes a brave man to get in between the ropes. And I think, you know, there's a certain amount of that in GA management as well. It's very public, um, and it takes balls to, to take on that job. So, you said to me you were gonna you were gonna thank the people. So we haven't even discussed this off air, but you know, how are you feeling about it when you look back on it, um, as an experience? Uh <laughs> As an experience, look, I, I, I loved it. I, I loved being Cavan on the 20 manager. Um, My goal, though, wasn't to be the Cavan on the 20 manager. It was to be successful Cavan on the 20 manager. And while people will measure success in different ways and say, well, players being brought through to senior level, that's a success. And making progress, that's a success. And, you know, getting players into the right habit, that's a success. To me, silverware is success. And, and I didn't achieve that. So, there's disappointment there. There's definitely disappointment. Um, it's it's one of those things that I look back and I know they say you should never regret, but there are regrets. There's definitely regrets there for me in in different things. And you know, the the um, look at the overall experience was something that I'll definitely I'll be better for having experienced it. I learned a huge huge amount. I, I think I'm I'm. I'm a better manager now than I was when I started the job. So I suppose that's that's the part of it that you've got to you've got to take away from it. But um I de- I definitely enjoyed working with the best of the best. You know, that's that's something that is it's very, very hard to replicate. Now you, you don't get that maybe that uh, relaxed feeling that you get when you're with a club where it's a little bit more about a pastime. It's it's definitely a lot more intense and a lot more professional, and you have to meet that with a, with with your time. You know you can't you can't half arse it. It's just not possible to do so. Or or I I definitely couldn't. I always felt that I had to do more and had to do more. Um, but as an experience, it, it was it was definitely uh, uh an experience that I learned from, and and I think I'm 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 a different person now than I was when I, when I started, and probably maybe. Oh, overall, overall, it's a privilege. It is a privilege to to manage Cavan, and that's that's something I, I'm 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 grateful that I've had the opportunity to do that to manage them at underage level. It's it it is a privilege, and and it's something that I I'll, I'll always look back on with pride. Well, fair play. Well, hopefully, you maybe be looking forward to it too. You know, you never know in football how things go. You could be back on the sideline with Cavan for too long. Yeah, but anyway, that's it. That's the end of the of the nicey nice stuff. I'm back to slagging you nonstop for the next for the next few years on the podcast. Every minute of it. Every minute of it. <laughs> um right. So your rammer are playing tonight. <laughs> Trick. I tell you what, you're a shite manager. <laughs> <laughs> um do you know what the, the the big question on on this Rammer and Kingscourt game is is anybody gonna score? Because Barry Riley, I understand, is on holidays, and Matthew Smith is out injured. Um, that that tackle that you mentioned uh, resulted in a, a hairline fracture um, on 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 Matthew Smith's uh, tibia, so he's he's out for a few weeks now. So is anybody going to get a score? Is 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 this a one nil? Well, Jordy Morris is back, Damien. Uh, like yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not bad, in fairness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to take a lot of watching by Rammer. Um, I'm looking out the window here. I'm in Virginia at the minute, and it's absolutely buckling down. So, um, it's hard to know what kind of conditions we're going to have this evening. It's hard to believe that that you know we're playing games here in the last weekend of July, and we're playing nearly in 
on waterlogged fields, but that's just the way the, way the weather that we've had. Mm. The rest of the teams, I think, only scored what was it six points between them. Yeah. So yeah, it, you just don't know. You don't a replay can sometimes take on a life of its own. It, like this is the third time they've met. The first two games have been low scoring. Obviously, the regular league game last weekend. This evening will will probably give us a fairer idea. Again, it depends on who who's available. Like, just as lads are starting to come back, other lads are are, are leaving. I don't. I know the Rammer are bringing lads back. I'd say Connor Bradley might be too far away. Um, Simon Cadden got some game time last week. Brian O'Connell probably would come off from that game time as well. But the Kingsford boys obviously bringing in uh, Jordy and a few other fellas like that. They're going to be strong as well. So it, it's very. It's a very hard game to call. It's a very hard game to call. Like. You take out Matthew Smith, he is the top scorer, uh, and you'd have to say that it's advantage Kingsford. You take out Barry Riley, and you'd be thinking nearly it's advantage Rammer. Yeah. So really, I find I'm finding it hard to call. I, I wouldn't be surprised um, if it was a hard hitting game. Familiarity sometimes breeds contempt, and uh, yeah. that bit of a flashpoint last weekend certainly might have stoked a little bit of bad blood. So it could be a physical game. Uh, tempers might even fray in this game, but. Uh, I think we'll see a big crowd and be a bit of a cauldron there in Mulla uh, as well. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I can't call it. I've, let me see. I'm gonna no. I, I'm gonna have to go with Kingsford with, with with Morris coming back in the team. I know they've lost Barry, but Morris is a very good free taker as well. So that'll alleviate some of that loss, and he'll take a lot of watching. And on the other end of it, uh, Rammer might just struggle for scores without without Matthew Smith. So I'm gonna go with. Kingsford, but it's not a confident prediction. I, I think this game could go either way. Yeah, you, you. I'm presuming Jack Brady steps back in to take freeze if Matthew's not there. Um, but again, it, it you know, free taking is something you've got to be consistently practicing. And and now look at knowing Jack, he probably is practicing them for for this eventuality uh, or the possibility of it. So, um, but again, you'd have to think. Jordy Morris coming in will make the difference towards Kingscourt. One one Kingscourt player um texted me to say that Toasty hasn't scored since round one, and surely the big bleep uh will kick one tonight at least. <laughs> I'm not going to say who that is, but I guarantee you all the Kingscourt lads know who texted me that. Um, but Toasty Toasty did get a point. Jordy Morris to get seven or eight, and that might be enough for Kingscourt to get over the line, um on it. But I I'm. Like, I, I, I genuinely, I, I feel so, so sorry for John Brady. Could you, could John Brady be dealt any more bad luck with forwards <clears throat> come in as manager? Yeah, like, it's, it, it's, it's, it, you couldn't write it, could you? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Lads being out of the country and lads being injured and so on because, like, the backline is still pretty solid there. Like, but mm. the problem last year in the championship was was they weren't scoring enough. And that ultimately cost them a semi-final against against uh, Kiligary. And it was a problem last weekend as well. That said, like, you know, Rammer, Rammer kicking the ball away from a league final. So it's not a tale of woe either. But I, I think King, <clears throat> King sort of come on. I think King sort of improved. I don't remember them being in the league final very often in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, they were down bodies as well there. But they've certainly improved. And <clears throat> they do have quality all over the field. Like, a lot of underrated <laughs> players. Not... No, I don't want to say underrated because I don't want to sound sound like that people don't rate them. But you, like of Peter Corrigan there and Barry Tully and fellas like that, <clears throat> they're as good as they're as good as any club players that are around. Like they're, you know, you're talking about the highest level of club football in Cavan, and these lads are 
exceptional and they're consistent. Um, so Mead being back is a big help to them. Obviously, uh, Morris, even though they haven't seen as much of, of him as they would like because he's been tied up with Mead, with Mead but, and Joe Dillon coming back as well to come in off the bench, mm-hmm. Brian Kennedy back there. So things sort of just building nicely. They like to come in under the radar, but they, their cover is blown a wee bit now, I think. And and that, that'll be an interesting one as they get into the championship because I'm looking at that Kings Court panel and all that you're looking at, you have to say that the panel is stronger than it was last year. And they they produced that unbelievable quarterfinal display against Killigarry and kick of a ball in, in an unbelievably good game, a high, high quality game. And it looks like they're better this year than they were last year. So I think Owen Lennon and Co are are doing a really good job up in Kingscourt there. They'll they'll be quietly confident that they're moving in the right direction. Um and if they've, they've a few then which you don't usually see. It's been a while since we've seen it, but take it into even next year. There's a few county miners coming through that that's going to add into the squad. So Kingscourt's demise is definitely a few years away anyway. Um, there's there's a bit more of growing to do in this Kingscourt side. Well, they're doing it. They're doing it that right in the in the underage at the moment. Like, in fairness, there was a few years there where Kingscourt got the benefit of of really nice draws in the senior championship. Like, they were playing teams, uh, who were, you know, they were getting two or three of the teams who weren't ended up in the quarterfinals or whatever. Last year, the draw was was tricky enough. It was quite tough. Like, they end up with Rammer, who were the champions in the, like in the first game. Then they had Lavi, who are always very hard to beat. Then they had Garner, who were the champions in, in waiting in the third game. Or sorry, in the fourth game. They had Lacken. That was the one that, that Lacken beat them well in Virginia. Um, but I was just thinking about that earlier. I was thinking, I wonder, it'd be good to see what sort of draw they get because they, they did get some handy draws there for the last few years. But they're definitely going to be a team to watch in this in this championship, as are Rammer. Um, mm. But you know, they're, they're going to need... I know they've brought in Oliver McChrystal and he, he, like he'll... Be expected to take some more to score and load tonight as well. If Edo's back, it's going to help things as well a lot because he'll get a couple of scores and he'll surely create a couple of scores. Like, so what's Edo's story? Is it injury or absence? I think he was injured the last day. Yeah, he was yeah. injured. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with Kingscourt up. Yeah, so am I. I'm going to, I'm going to give Kingscourt a nod on this one. Um, okay, that game's at 7 30 in Edwin Carlin Community Park in, in Mulla. Um, over in uh, Park near Finnan in Corner Fane at quarter to eight, it's the relegation playoff for Division One. Local enough derby here, or they, they meet in Corner Fane, Balanya against Arva. What do you think? This is a good one. This is a good one because uh, Balanya kind of surprised people. I think, that, you know, there was a narrative around Balanya that uh, they're, you know, they're very much in transition. They've lost so many players, like, and they're gonna, they're gonna maybe plummet. But in actual fact, they finished 10th in the league and finished with nine points, whereas Arva only had five. Um, Balanyar were, were competitive. like They did have a couple of very good wins in, in the league. Whereas Arva will, will point to the fact that they were missing all their county players for so many games, which is, is obviously going to be a big blow to them. When they met earlier on, I'm trying to remember that game, did, did Balanyar just about win that game in Balanyar, as far as I remember? Um, I'll check that result, but... Yeah. The, the big imponderable about Arva is how good are they when they have everyone? Because sometimes yeah. sometimes you get better and better for every week you don't have everyone. And when you have them all, then you go, Jesus, we were maybe not as good as we thought. But 
we don't know yet. So it'll be good to see what our, how strong Arva are now when when they've. I presume they're going to have everyone for this game tonight, and they've had a couple of weeks to prepare for it. Um, and they've nothing to lose because you know they were they were coming out of the junior championship last year, getting promotion, losing the division two final on penalties up to division one. There's a sense that if they can hold their own in Division One, like it would be a great achievement, and nobody would be would be calling the season a disaster or anything if they did slip down. So they have nothing to lose, and that makes them dangerous tonight. I think. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I, the only pressure that's on Arv is the pressure they create themselves. So if if they come out and and it's a you know a, a galling pressure that inhibits them, then that's that's on them. But if they come out and say, right, we want to win this. We want to prove that we're good enough to stay here. Um, but championship is still the most important thing for us. That can be a very um, liberating sort of frame of mind to go into the game in. And that that could be dangerous for, for Balagna. Balagna probably have more to lose here. You know, the... The expectation, as you said, is that Balagna are going to go into free fall. And if they get relegated, despite picking up nine points in the league, people will go, ah, yes, he told you so. They got relegated. So there's a little bit of 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 uh, pressure on the Balagna side on, on this one. Um, when you're out of the loop for a few weeks, you, your, your ear isn't to the ground, so you've no idea injuries or, or anything. The last game I saw Balagna play... Uh, Niall McDermott went off injured and somebody else went off injured um, was it one of the Finnegan's could have been David Finnegan went off injured that, that I remember thinking gosh you know, that's a big big blow to them um, so I don't know who's injured and who's not on either side here so I'm finding it very very hard to make a call yeah Arva when the, when the teams met in the league Arva were in a good position to win that game and they were missing the three county players and missing Peter and James Morris as well and probably a couple of others uh, that was against the Ballinat side that had McDermott had Timoney they tore Mr. Conan Sheridan that evening as well and they were winning by three points with about 15 minutes to go and Ballinat scored them six points to one in the closing stages so there, you'd imagine if they were good enough to be three points up Coming into the home stretch against Balnea without all those lads, <clears throat> there won't be much between them tonight at all if they have everyone. If they have Conal, um, Kevin Bush has been playing very well. Barry Donnelly, like, forgot about him. He's he's super. He picked up an injury, I think, for your under-20s, but uh, we know how good he is. So there's lots of firepower there as well. They've got young parting in there in the middle of the field as well. Balnea do have a lot of know-how, though. Like, Balnea, there's a reason Balnea have been in around Division 1 and you know, hanging around upper reaches of senior championship, and even when they were down to intermediate, they weren't long coming back up. There's a reason for that because they're they're a good side, they've loads of experience, and they know what they're about. Um, obviously they've still got McDermott, and that is just that is just huge, like because he he basically guarantees you five or six points before yeah. you before you kick the ball. Well, we heard what killing the gunner thought of him when 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 we spoke to him a few weeks back. So, um, I. I'm feeling like I'm going to give Arvid the nod here, but it's a completely uneducated guess. Like that's, I have to be honest about it. It, it, you take a month away from seeing club action, and and you just don't have a clue what you're what you're gambling on here. So I would say nothing has changed since before you left. (laughs) Yeah, well, go on, oppose me then. I thought, you know what? 
if we both tip Arva, we're going to be we're not going to be welcome back. Yeah, it would be a big shout for us both to tip Arva. I'm going to say that this game will go to extra time, and uh, do we still have to give a winner if we say it goes to extra time? You know what? No, I'll give you that. That's a draw. Okay, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to say this game's going to extra time. Okay, okay. Um, and if I ever win it in extra time, I I I get it on the double. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, we'll have that. <laughs> Um, okay, then the third game that's on in, as I say, corner fan quarter to eight. The third game that's on tonight is in Kingsbon Breffney at eight fifteen. It's Drumgoon against Den in the Division Three final. Um, Drumgoon got the better Den in the league in the group stage. I think I'm right in saying. Yeah. Den have revenge on their mind here. Yeah, this this is the makers of a good game now because Drumgoon topped the table and. As we were talking about there when it, uh, on the pod when you were away, like they, the way the fixtures fell, they, they, they kind of had all the good teams coming later in the competition and in the group, but their early season form wasn't impressive, but they were just scraping through games by a point or so against to be expected to win. And they seem to have just sort of found their mojo now. They did a good 210 to 11 points win in Boyle Park against, against, uh, then that's only a month ago. Mm. Uh, so, like they put up five twenty seven since that against Kilachandra. They put up two eleven against Kildallan as well. So you know they're really they're really humming. In the semi final they they did a bit of a job on Drung as well, beat Drung um to secure their place in, in division two. So they're definitely a team that has has come into form at the right time. If if this is the right time, I suppose maybe you don't want to pick too early either with our championship format as well. But they're definitely a team that's come into form now in the summer months. Den would have been expected to top the Division 3 table, walk through it, nobody touched them, and yet Drumgoon are the ones who, who came out looking the best out of the end of the league for them. So it's it's been a good, good first half of the year for, for Drumgoon. Ah, oh, definitely has, yeah. Definitely has. Like I was talking to Don McDonigan for an interview that, uh, last week, the boxer who who had his ninth win as a professional, and he's been playing. Like So things are going well. Like A lad like that who's tied up with with another sport, he, he would have an excuse there if he wanted to just concentrate on his boxing. But he's <laughs> he's still playing the football, and um, you know, so that tells you that things are good in the camp. They're all enjoying it. Every lad is making themselves available. So then they're going to be favourites here because then have been sort of a more prominent team than from Curran in the last couple of years. But in actual fact, their their graphs might just be intersecting here at the moment. Because yeah. are an intermediate team as well, same as then. That's it. I. I don't know that it's that clear cut that then are going to be favourites. I I think at the start of the year you'd have said yeah then then are going to be favourites here because there was a a feeling of unknown about where Drumgoon were at, but Drumgoon I don't think ever really lacked in in football ability. Maybe the the run of confidence of winning games in Division Three has brought them up to the level that that maybe they're capable of or 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 towards it. So. I don't know. I, I have a sneaky feeling for Drumgoon on this one. I, I like then. I think Cavell did he start the last day? He didn't start the time before that. Sean Donahue is still out, or or from the. Report. I think I think Sean came on the last day. Okay, did he? Okay, right. Um, but like they're they're not at full tilt then either. Like as you mentioned earlier on in the week, Mossy Core, um, not there. So have replaced <coughs> them. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be one-sided by any means, but 
I think it it's going to be a real close battle, and I just have a feeling about Drumgoon for some reason. It, again, uneducated guess here. Mm. Well, if there's a, there's a good look to this Drumgoon team at the moment, like because obviously Killian Minor, he's another one of those lads like who I mentioned there with with Kingscourt, a top club player, like a real top club yeah. player, with great shape, great competitor. Um, you have him in the backs along with Dominic Dunnigan. So you have two fellas in really great nick there as well. Throwing Connor Mine as well, a county senior. And mm. like suddenly you have a very strong look to your defence. Their problem has probably been a little bit of a lack of fire firepower at times over the last few years. But Keith Fan is just playing as well as ever. Like, like he just defies time. I don't know how he's doing it. But like there's no sign of Keith Fan slowing up in any way. Like even looking at the report the last day, four points to play against Drung in the semi final. Um I suppose playing at Division Three level, like it's probably he's probably just finding a little bit more space and maybe the pace not as high as it was. Like this is a lad who who has played a lot of county football and so on. Dean Carroll has been playing well too. He's been scoring a lot of frees. Um he's Patrick Lynch. Sorry, go go ahead. Dean Carroll, he, he has a lot of potential, a big six foot five athletic pacey and, and can kick. He's a big boot on him. Um when when he's in the game, he's excellent. Uh, and and very very hard to mark. And actually, he's very hard to mark because he's not consistently in the game. So a defender will slip his concentration for a second, and Dean could be gone and 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 bag a goal out of it. Like I, I've I worked with Dean for for a year and 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 seen what he was capable of. There, there's a lot more in him than he's getting out of himself at this moment in time. But you throw on top of that. The, the the confidence of winning that that under twenty league as well, so things are going really well in Jumgoon here. Like there's a lot of positivity about the club at this moment in time. Yeah. Uh, so whereas you take then the expectation was as I said, they'll win every game in Division Three and just cruise back up into Division Two. They they didn't go out and do that. They're after coming through a sticky semi final, so they're being asked difficult questions at the at the moment now. We've seen then in the past when they're asked difficult questions, come out with the right answer. The the, the replay in that junior semi final against Knockbride yeah. kind of comes to mind. You know that that they they clicked, and maybe against Nugent in the second half, that was the click that has turned the season again for Den. But um, there's more consistency to Drumgoon at the minute than there is to Den. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. That's fair to say. But looking looking at the Den team, like it would certainly make you think that this is an above average standard for a Division Three All County League final because they have some they have some exceptionally good athletes as well. Obviously, Ocean Kiernan in the middle of the field is on the county panel at the minute. Thomas Edward Dunhill was on the county panel for a while, um, and Caelan McCabe was on the county panel. Sorry, that's another. And Conor O'Reilly is there as well. Who who's brilliant player like I think he's a really good player anytime I've seen him for then um, I'd love to see him he played under 20 for Cavan but I'd love to see him playing a higher level at club football to see how he goes because anytime I've seen him there at, the, at junior level with then he's so athletic and such a hard worker He, I think he might have been in the States or something so he's back in the team Um, Bernard Gaffney as well is back in the team he was away so they, they've got lads back they had, a, they had a very long run if you remember after Covid they had that um, final against Temple Port and they were raging off favourites that day and Temple Port deservedly won that final. Then they were straight back into the, the championship again and then they went all the way through to the 
All Ireland semi final and played through the whole winter. So that it was a never ending season for them. So say that probably took its toll on them last year, but they seem to me to be back and that was a good win against Mernuja in that replay. Again, the, the old stat about favourites always winning the replays, but like they came out probably full of running and went one nine to one or two points up and you know, hit the cross like Jamie Riley hit the crossbar in the last minute of the game. So like they were they were still coming on strong at that stage. Mm. So like they're they're very good. They are a very good team. If James Brady in there as well, uh, who's a really good player in the backs as well. So I like to look at this then team. Leon Colby obviously came into the team. I think uh, possibly during that Ulster run and nailed down his place. And um, they brought in him and Caelan McCabe. I think in the Ulster run. I think Caelan had been injured for the county championship. They were two ma- major additions to freshen up the team for us at that time. Um, obviously Kevin Keoghan as well. Great boot on him. Sean Donahue coming back from injury. Is massive because another a goal scorer and a and a just a young, energetic, athletic player with that's full of football as well. So I'm gonna go with Dan to win it. I'm gonna oppose you. This is sometimes we go through twenty games, David, and we can't oppose each other in any. But we're we're falling out over the mall here. I I'm gonna go with Dan. I think they might have a little bit more experience, big games of Brefty in the last couple of years, and that might just see it see them through. Okay, okay, close close call. So, um. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. The final game then is the Division 2 final, which takes place Saturday evening in Kingsman Brefty at... Uh, 7.30 Cuhullins against Knockbride um, Cuhullins are going in here favourites I'd imagine because they're on the, the crest of a wave but Knockbride are on the crest of a wave is it just as high a wave as, as Cuhullins? Oh yeah oh, completely completely I, I don't see a huge amount in this game either um, like Knockbride had a great week last week they won the Division 2 Reserve League as well and, and most impressively about that was they started they started with a completely different fifteen to what's what started in the division two semi-final against Good Hill. So that that's impressive. That's rare. Because even look at the big corner fan in the final, and there were a lot of recognizable names on the corner fan team who who, who like Jack Trainer, for example, I think he came on. Some some of the some of the lads who would be among the better lads on the senior team were playing. Nothing wrong with that. Every team does that. You, you, you know, it's hard to have an entirely different panel. But now, Bright started with a completely different fifteen, which is which is fantastic, really, and it showed the strength and depth that they do have. We were saying it all year about the fellas that were coming off the bench for Bright. Like if Fergal Smith there, um, started in that reserve final. You know he was playing midfield in a Ulster twenty one final not too long ago, like and and playing well for Cavan. So they've they've got serious strength and depth, and I think they're gonna they're they've got momentum at the moment as well. They won that Ulster Junior League before the the All County League started. So I'd say they're extremely well conditioned. They're young, energetic, and I'd say they've they have huge faith in their manager at this stage because everything they've they've set out to achieve so far this season, they have achieved. They've got promotion to division one for the first time in a long time. Like 
was thinking back to not bright a few years ago when they played Shannon Gales and they lost that game by about 30 points. I think they, I think they actually did lose about 30 points a championship game at Breffney and that must have been about eight or nine years ago I remember covering it and that was when Upright fully bottomed out having at one stage been a been a good senior team maybe 10-12 years before that since that they've been rising slowly I'd say they expected to rise quicker than they have I'd say if you had said back then that they'd still be a junior team in 2023 they'd have been disappointed but this is the this seems to be the best Upright team now that we've seen in a good few years uh, certainly in the last well, you know, definitely the last ten years at least is the best not bright team that I have seen. That they've added in three county minors, obviously from last year. Lorcan Riley, uh, it was a Kyle McCabe and Michal Smith, and they're already pretty strong. Um, but we know how good Cullens are, like, and they have really bought in. They've put in a huge effort. I, I actually was talking to Fintan Cal the other day, and he was saying like it's a big game. They're really looking forward to it, and. He was saying like the lads have put in a massive effort as well. So I don't think either of these clubs are looking at this as a bonus territory or anything like that. I know they've secured promotion, but they both have been knocking on the door in their respective championships for so long that I think it would give them a lot if they could get a cup on the table before the championship starts. How, and I'm only taking this as, as we're talking here, but we talk about the, or you talk about the downgrading of the, of the old county football league. Um, but is the is the fact that the finals are in Kingspan Breffney does that bring another wee bit to it? Because and I, my point is actually I think it does. I think that if you're in preparation mode for championship and a lot of games in the championships in Cavan or in Kingspan Breffney, that right, well, this is even psychologically right. We're getting an, an opportunity to get into the into Kingspan Breffney where we're going to have a Hopefully, a quarter final, semi final, final of a championship. We get we get our 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 feet under the table in there a little bit. So I think it adds a little bit to the finals that they're in that they're all in Kingsman Breffney. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think it does actually. Um, I hadn't I hadn't actually thought of that. And tomorrow the Division Two final is sort of the culmination of a day celebrating for the hundredth anniversary of the stadium. So. You know, there'll be a great buzz around the place all day. There's there's juvenile blitzes and there's handball and camogie rounders and ladies' football demonstrations and it's gonna be there's gonna be a big crowd there. There's all sorts of cultural events going on there. So I'd imagine a lot of people are gonna stay on for that game because it's a very attractive game as well. So yeah, I think it does it does definitely add to it having it having it there in uh in Breffney. Looking through the through the Cuholins team, I I was at their game against Lavi the last day now. They are very impressive. There's no doubt they're very impressive. Like Keen Dowdy was brilliant at wing back the last day. He was absolutely super driving driving out of defence, bodies hanging off him. Uh, Evan Dowdy pulled the strings at centre forward really well. Adam O'Reilly, he was the only player up at times when when the opposition had the ball, Cahollins dropped a lot of bodies back, and Adam O'Reilly was the man sort of leading the line. And Evan Dowdy was playing as sort of a link role. Philip Smith in the middle of the field, who's who's got a great engine, as has Adrian Tate. Who just never stops. Like I'd say he has he must have the record for possessions for Cahollins because he just never stops. He's he, he from from the ball is thrown in until the final whistle, he just keeps soldiering away and he's a huge, huge asset to them and he brings that experience as well. That's not even to mention Niall Carlin, like who who is who's just a different level of player altogether. Like even though he I thought he lost his form a wee bit for Cavan uh, as the season wore on, but I, I rate him extremely highly. 
uh, and I think a half ba- half back is his best position. Yeah. So it's there's a really good look to this goal inside. Um, now Bright are going to aim to to target the full back line. That's that's where where they they would be hoping to get some joy, but they'll have to do well to get joy there because you've Killian Lynch there there's a lot of experience. You've got um, McCabe there as well. I think don't have the team sheet in front of me. Flanagan in, in that full back line. Yeah, Flanagan as well in the full back line. There's um, nothing there's nothing easy given off those boys. There's not. And you've you've Rory O'Connell there as well, playing mm. in the defence who's got a lot of experience as well. Mark, Rory O'Connell is I think is a is a defender really. Mark Gilson is a, is playing a wing back who loves to bomb forward. Um the name we haven't mentioned is Brian McGee, who hasn't been playing lately. I, I think he's injured, although someone said to me maybe he's doing exams or something, but I think Brian's injured. Um but there's been a decent replacement for him in the forward line this year in the, in the form of his brother Niall, who's an absolute speedster, absolute rocket. Um, so they, they've got loads of ways they can hoard up right as well. So I, I see this as being as being an open game. I, th- I get the impression from Cahollins that that it's been drilled into them that people see them as a soft touch or whatever, which people, always, a, a team who comes up short, people always tend to see them as a soft touch or whatever. What, yeah. what, and even when that's an unfair tag to apply to them because all yeah. have come up short but they've been extremely close and I, I was blue in the face every year tipping them to win the intermediate and I didn't I don't think I tipped them this year I can't remember but so this will probably be the year to win it I, I expect this to be an open game full of athletic players full of good forwards both teams have good have good free takers like Shawnee Barnes there if he's fit he'll score most of the frees that come his way um, on the Cahollins team several players that can take frees so, I think this has potential to be a good game. If it's a dry evening, we could see a high-scoring game here. But uh, I'm gonna have to let you call this one first. I'm finding it hard to call. Again, I haven't actually seen either side play this year. Um, so I, 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 I this is complete guesswork. I'm looking forward to doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cover this one. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I, I just think that Kuhulans. From what I'm hearing from them, they have they have the bit between their teeth. They have a lot of experience. You know, you're talking about players who are, for the most part, are 21, 22 and over. There, there, there's quite a few players on McBride that maybe don't have that same level of experience. And, and even in the experiences that they do have, they aren't that intermediate final through to intermediate semi-finals and been beaten by the eventual winners consistently over the last decade almost. I, I just think Kuhullins may have more experience, big game experience, and that might come into it to 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 give them the edge on it. So I'm gonna go with Kuhullins, but again, it's it's because I'm not sure where Knockbride's top gear is. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. I hope I do see their top gear tomorrow night, but I just don't know exactly where it is at this point in time. But it still shouldn't be understated. Knockbride are a junior team heading for Division One. Like that's a that's a phenomenal achievement. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if it was Arva coming in against Kuhullins, you'd be saying it, that's more 50-50 because of the experience. I think Arva probably have the level on the experience and maybe more experience even than Kuhullins. But would I then split up Arva and not Bride and say, yeah, Arva are definitely going to win that game? I wouldn't. So it's it's very, very close. It's a close one to call. 
I'm going to give Cujones the nod, but again, no confidence in it. Yeah, I'm going to give Cujones the nod too, but I think it'll come down to probably one or two moments in the game who, who can get a goal or whatever. Like if Sean Kenny there, corner forward for Cujones, who's a natural goal scorer, like he's not a player who's going to get a huge amount of possessions, but if he gets a sniff of goal, he'll bury it. He did it against Slavi the last day I saw him. Um, but no, Brian, looking through the results there as well, it's trying to see could I spot any sort of discernible trend. They're both scoring plenty of goals. You'd be happy with if you're over those teams with the amount of goals they're scoring and they're both keeping plenty of clean sheets. So they're, they're two solid outfits. They're two well-drilled teams and they should match up to each other very well. So uh, it should be interesting. It'd be good to see how Nutbride reacted to the occasion. I know it's a league final, it's not a championship final, but it's still a big occasion. Um, and Nutbride probably don't have a lot of experience in big occasions like that. Um, like they've come up short in semi-finals and things in the championship the last few years. They haven't actually been in a junior final. So I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Cullen's a slight nod, but I'm expecting a good game there. Yeah, me too. Okay, um, that's all the predictions for the weekend. Um, the ladies under 16s are out in the or the All Ireland semi or so All Ireland finals are a replay this evening. Um, we we will be getting a bit of reaction to that after, but looking forward to to hearing the result on that game and maybe even I think it might be streamed. Um I'm gonna have to check that out when I when I get off air here because um the 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 goal I don't know you didn't get to see Kate Fagan's goal did you I seen it on social media. Didn't actually see it but um I saw a, a like a succession of still images of it and it just looked class and but by all accounts anyone was talking said it was class. But I saw her playing for Loretto in the all Ireland under sixteen final this year, the A final, and Jesus, she was she's a brilliant, brilliant player. The other player who really impressed me in that game was Lauren Miney. Uh, she's a really athletic midfielder uh, from Arva, I think, and she's she's a fantastic player as well. And I think her background is in athletics, and, um, but if you can keep her playing Gaelic, she she's she's brilliant as well. So it's a brilliant team, and again, well prepared. So. It'd be great, it'd be a great achievement to win another 16 All Ireland. Beat Cork would be something else. It would, it would. On 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 Katie Fagan's goal, it was individually exceptional, athletically superb to watch. But I I was making the point to you off it. It's not only the the ability to do that in a game at at any particular moment, but to do it at the most crucial moment in the game when you're two points down and a goal is all it's going to get to win the game for you. That That's a mentality that is not easy to come across. That's your, that's your top one percenters, you know, or, or even less, you know, mm-hmm. it's a phenomenal, phenomenal achievement, that goal and bodes well for, for the future. But as you say, Cork and Cork are hard, hard bet in these games. And, to, to win that, to win under 16 all out, it would be a massive achievement. So we wish them the very, very best of luck and and hopefully uh, hopefully we're, we're chatting to a few of them next week with an All-Ireland medal in their back pocket. Okay, folks, that's all we've time for on the McAvoy Supervisor GA podcast. Don't forget to check out our diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin, where um, we brought out two podcasts this week earlier on. One looking at the, the, um, the Calvin manager's uh, position the senior manager's position and the three candidates that are going for this lie of the land on what exactly was going on there and uh, the other one was looking back on the all county football league action from last weekend as well so they're all over on patreon.com forward slash 
we are Cavan. And if you're in any way excited about the club championship coming up, don't forget to subscribe because we'll have all of our previews um, of the club championship and a huge amount of club championship content coming up over the next few weeks. Paul, thanks a million for joining me on the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Thanks, Demo.